everyone. This is Scott Lutz, and uh, I want first of all, I want to thank you for your support, and I ask that you continue to so support me um, when you go and listen to these uh, these podcasts. Uh, show me your support, and God bless you for doing so. Anyway, so First Kings um, chapter eight one through sixty six is the uh, Old Testament reading. Let's go ahead and read that scripture. The ark brought to the temple is the first part of this uh, scripture. So let's go ahead and read it. Then King Solomon summoned into his presence uh, at Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes and the chiefs of the Israelite families, to bring up the ark of the covenant, Lord's covenant from Zion, the city of David. All the men of Israel came together to King Solomon at the time of the festival in the month of Athenaeum, the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had arrived, the priests took up the ark, and they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tent of meeting and all the sacred furnishings in it. The priests and Levites carried them up, and King Solomon and the entire assembly of Israel had gathered about him were before the ark, sacrificing to so many sheep and cattle that they could not record that could not be recorded or counted. The priests then brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the place of the Ark and overshadowed the Ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside the holy place, and they are still there today. There is nothing in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in it at, at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. When the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he will dwell in a dark cloud. I have indeed built a magnificent temple for you, a place for, your, for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned and around and Bless them. Then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his own hand has fulfilled what he promised with his own mouth to my father David. For he said, Since the day I brought you, my people Israel, out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city or in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built for my name, but to be there. But I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, because it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well to have this in your heart. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, who is on, who is your own flesh and blood, he is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David, my father, and now I sit 
on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. I have provided a place where there from the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord that has made with our fathers when he brought them out of Egypt. Solomon's Prayer of Dedication Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands toward heaven, and said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no one like, no God like you. In the heaven above or on the earth, earth below, you who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way, you have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised, and with your hand you have fulfilled it, as it is today. Now, Lord God of Israel, keep your keep for your servant David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said, You shall never fail to have a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your sons are careful in all they do, walk before me as you have done. And now, O God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David, my father, come true. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less the temple I have built. Yet give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy, O Lord my God. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day. May your eyes be opened toward this temple night and day, this place of which you said, My name shall be there, so that you will hear the prayer your servant prays toward his pa- his pl- this place. Hear the supplication of your servant and your people Israel when you pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. When a man wrongs his neighbor and is required to take an oath, and he comes and swears the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act. Judge between your servants, condemning the guilty and bringing down on his own head what he has done. Declare the innocent not not guilty, and so establish his innocence. When your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you, and when they turn back to you and confess your name, pray and and making supplication to you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land you gave to their for, to their fathers. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray toward the, this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin your servants, your people, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plague comes to the land, or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when an enemy besieges them in any other cities, whatever disaster or disease 
may come. And when a prayer or plea is better, is made by any of your people Israel, each one aware of the affliction of his own heart, and spreading out his hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive and act. Deal with each man according to all he does, since you know his heart. For you alone know the hearts of all men, so that they will fear you all the time they live in the land you gave our fathers. As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people, Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name, for men will hear of the, your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm when he comes and prays toward the temple. Then hear from heaven your dwelling place and do whatever the foreigner asks of you so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people Israel and may know that the house I have built bears your name when your people go to war against their enemies whenever wherever you send them and when they pray to the Lord toward the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause when they sin against you for there is no one who does not sin and you become angry with them and give them over to the enemy who takes them captive to his own land far away or near and if they have a change of heart in the land where they are held captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their conquerors and say we have sinned we have done wrong we have acted wickedly and if they turn back to you and with all their heart and with insult in the land of their enemies who took them captive and pray to you toward the land you gave their fathers toward the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name then from heaven your dwelling place hear their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you forgive all the offenses they have committed against you and cause their conquerors to show them mercy for they are the people of your inheritance whom you brought out of Egypt out of the iron smelting furnace may your eyes be open to your servants plea and to the plea of the, your people Israel and may you listen to them whenever they cry out to you for you singled them out from all the nations the world to be your own inheritance just as you declared through your servant Moses when you O sovereign Lord brought our fathers out of Egypt when Solomon had finished all these prayers and supplications to the Lord he rose from the before the altar of the Lord where he had been kneeling with his hands spread out toward heaven he stood and blessed the whole assembly of Israel in a loud voice saying praise to the Lord you who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised no one one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he never leave us nor forsake us. 
May he turn our hearts to him to walk in all his ways and to keep the commands, decrees, and regulations he gave our fathers. And may these words of mine, which I have prayed before the Lord, but near the Lord or good God day and night, that he may uphold the cause of the servant and the cause of the people Israel according to each day's need, so that all the peoples of the earth may know the Lord is and that there is no other. But your hearts must be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands as of this time. The Dedication of the Temple Then the king and all the Israel with him offered sacrifices before the Lord. Solomon offered a sacrifice to, for of fellowship offerings to the Lord, 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all the Israelites dedicated the temple of the Lord. On the same day, the king consecrated the middle part of the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord. And there he offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of the fellowship offerings, because the bronze altar before the Lord was too small to hold the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat of the fellowship offerings. So Solomon observed the festival of the time, and all the, all Israel with him, a vast assembly, people from Lebo, Hamath, to Wadi, and Egypt. They celebrated in it before the Lord our God, the seven days and seven days more, fourteen days in all. On the following day he sent the people away. They blessed the king and went then went home joyful and glad in their heart for all the good things the Lord has done for his servant David and his people Israel. Let's go ahead and head to the New Testament reading. This is your New Testament reading of the day. This is Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through um, 29. This is God disciplines his sons. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children, and not true sons. Moreover, you have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respect them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits 
and live. Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, and they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant in, at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of, right, harvest of righteousness and faith for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Warning against refusing God. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and be to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to the cause the trouble of defile many. See that one no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a sin single meal sold his inheritance rights to the as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessings, blessing with tears. You have not come to the mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If you if they do not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. The words once more indicated the indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are received, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so one worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything. I lift you up on high. I ask the Lord that you watch over us and keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.